A reading from the first book of Samuel. Anna was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. She made this vow, O Lord of hosts, if only you will look on the misery of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a male child, then I will set him before you as a Nazarite until the day of his death. He shall drink neither wine nor intoxicants, and no razor shall touch his head. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Anna was praying silently, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you make a drunken spectacle of yourself? Put away your wine. But Hannah answered, No, my lord, I am a woman deeply troubled. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman, for I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation all this time. Then Eli answered, Go in peace. The God of Israel grant the petition you have made to him. And she said, Let your servant find favor in your sight. Then the woman went to her quarters, ate and drank with her husband, and her countenance was sad no longer. They rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord. Then they went back to their house at Ramah. Elkanah knew his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. In due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I have asked him of the Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people.
A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Soon afterwards, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went with him. As he approached the gate of the town, a man who had died was being carried out. He was his, his mother's only son, and she was a widow, and with her was a large crowd from the town. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion for her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came forward and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, rise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized all of them, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has looked favorably upon his people. This word about him spread throughout Judea and all the surrounding country. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
A warm welcome on this first Wednesday of the month of May to Trinity Cathedral. We thank you for joining us, either in person or those of you joining online for Evensong today, when we um, honor Monica, the mother of Augustine of Hippo. Interesting uh, 
Interesting woman. Before I forget, uh, today is also the uh, diocesan clergy conference. So uh, the clergy get an authentic pass on, on being here today. This is the first time in three years that the clergy of the diocese have been able to uh, gather all in person. So like so many of these things this year, it's a special and singular event and their presence is pretty much required by the bishop and I know they all want to want to get together. So uh, I, I promised to mention that so that uh, they would not be in anyone's uh, doghouse for not being here at Evensong tonight. They've got a really good reason for being here and we're delighted that they're able to gather in person this year. But uh, Monica, just a couple of words uh, about her. You heard obviously the, uh, the first collect was uh, with reference to uh, Monica and everything that we know about her comes from the uh, autobiography known as the Confessions of Augustine, who was of course a major uh, major Christian writer and theologian and philosopher. Uh, but Monica herself was born in North Africa, we think near, near Carthage, in near what is now Tunisia, uh, perhaps around the year 331, give or take a, a few there. She was born of Christian parents and was a Christian uh, throughout her life. She had two sons who uh, survived childhood, Augustine and another called Navigius. I had to think about that for a minute and look at it. Navigius was the second son, but she realized pretty early on that Augustine was uh, a young man of extraordinary intellectual gifts and a, a natural thinker and seemed to have the qualities of a, a ready and natural leader. As a youth, though, he rejected her Christianity and uh, looked to a lot of different pagan philosophies for clues about the, the meaning of life and all the deep things that young people tend to look for, and he took up a career as a, an orator and a teacher of oratory and moved from Africa to Rome and then from Rome to Milan, and Milan was at that time the uh, seat of government in Italy. And his mother, Monica, followed him there a few years later, and in Milan, Augustine met, uh, met the Bishop Ambrose, the famous Bishop Ambrose, from whom he learned that Christianity could be an intellectually respectable uh, way to live, and under whose preaching he eventually himself converted and was baptized on Easter Eve of the year 387, to the great joy of his mother, needless to say. So after his baptism, Augustine and his younger brother uh, and Monica all planned to uh, go back to Africa together. But as they left uh, Ostia, which was the name of the, the port uh, region of Rome uh, on, the, on the coast there, Monica fell ill and we have a quote from her uh, through Augustine. She said, you will bury your mother here. All I ask of you is that wherever you may be, you should remember me at the altar of the Lord. Do not fret because I am buried far from our home in Africa. Nothing is far from God. And I have no fear that he will not know where to find me when he comes to raise me to life at the end of the world. So that's a, a quote from, from Monica via Augustine. Food for thought. Uh, the anthem tonight is by Ray Fawn Williams, Valiant for Truth.
Vaughan Williams was a great fan of the writings of John Bunyan, and this is uh, part of the, the famous speech of Mr. Valiant for Truth in Pilgrim's Progress. It was first sung uh, in England in 1942, some of the darkest days, of course, of World War II, as you can imagine the deep effect of this music and this text when it was heard in those circumstances, and it continues to carry deep and wonderful effect. It's, it's Vaughan Williams at his most inspired, I think. So we hope you'll enjoy this fabulous piece of music as much as we do.
General Thanksgiving. God of all mercies, Thank mm -hmm. you.